Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we have a Millennial Music Chat with Ben Rue. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Lifestyle Thursday for Millennial Money. Growing up on a seed farm in Oregon, singer-songwriter Ben Rue had a couple of dreams he could have chased, playing baseball or music. Fortunately for his growing country music fan base, he chose the singing dream. On his latest album, Back to Nights, Ben continues chasing those country music dreams with an impressive collection of catchy tunes, including the chart-climbing single, Making Out, which details an ex that just won't let it go. Not only a singer, Ben is also a champion advocate in raising awareness with young people who daily battle type 1 diabetes, as he has since age 14. Check out our chat with rising country music singer-songwriter, and all-around nice dude, Ben Rue. We talked about his daily diabetes routine, 
how proud he is of his new album, Back to Nights, and his upcoming guitar show with one of country music's hottest artists, Brett Eldridge. You're probably thinking I'm home, still thinking about you. Lower than that last little pole of Johnny Walker Blue. Now you're lighting my phone, maybe make things right. But all of your missed calls are gonna stay missed tonight. Girl, you're the one who walked out and you're calling me now. If you wanna know how, I'm making out. Okay, Ben, so thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's good to good to be with you. Awesome. Well, so uh, growing up as a kid, you had kind of had two loves, uh, baseball and singing. Did you always kind of lean towards one, or was it kind of you know always had a love for both? You know, I I have two older brothers, and we always we were always playing sports, whether it was basketball or football or baseball, and and so I definitely leaned more towards baseball because that was just you know, that's just what we did, you know, I kind of yeah. fell, fell into what they were doing. And so since right. about seven or eight, I was playing up through high school and college. Right. And then, and then, so tell us about when you kind of made the transition. So you went, you went, you played college baseball and um, when did you make the tr- transition between, you know, baseball and then actually pursuing singing for the full time? When did you have that kind of aha moment? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, my, I told you I have an older brother, one of them, um, and he started playing guitar, and and um, I was like, you know, if, if he can do something, I can do. You know, anything he can do, I can do better. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, so I started kind of teaching myself uh, via YouTube and just followed some people, and, and I was always big in country music. And, and so um, that was during college, just kind of in my downtime, and um, started writing songs in college, but it wasn't until I, I played baseball in college and I had an opportunity to play a year in Michigan with an independent team out there. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't until I was let go from that team um, that I came back to the farm and I was like in, in Oregon and I was like, you know, I, I just, I'm not really feeling this right now. I need, you know, and I picked up my guitar again and started playing and that was when I really felt you know that passion again for something gotcha and i mean were were you always i i read that that you were kind of singing as a kid on the farm and and you probably (laughs) catch the singing but did you were were you always singing in in bands and stuff like that as well too no 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 uh i i I guess i would sing in like school programs christmas programs you know i i sang Mm -hmm in sync at a sixth grade talent show in middle school and and uh sang in the high school talent show but um yes you're right my dad did catch me many times when i was <laughs> supposed to be working or driving equipment expensive heavy equipment you know <laughs> getting sidetracked it, it passes the time right when you're not, when you're you know kind of working like that you know, you you would find, be surprised how many things you try to find to pass your time while in a combine. Or you know, at, back then we were driving 1.2 miles per hour in our in our combines. So doing that from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. gets a little bit uh, gets a little bit boring from time to time. Right, right, exactly. What when did you when did you think that like you know I think I have the goods to kind of like 
you know, pursue this professionally and stuff? I didn't. I didn't know. I, I always, I always loved singing and I always loved playing. I didn't know that, you know, if I was any good because I, mm-hmm. I never really played out or sang out. And mm-hmm. and my mom would tell me I'm good, but that's just a mom right. being a mom. Exactly. But, um, I, I guess it wasn't until I, I auditioned for um, the first season of The X Factor. Mm-hmm. Um, in whenever it was in the U.S. and um, made it through to the top 80, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just before I had moved to Nashville, and that kind of gave me the 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 confidence I need, the reassurance that you know, I can do this. Right. So when you you mentioned before that you're from uh, outside of Portland area, um, in in Oregon there. Um, with that, you know, Portland's kind of known for like an indie music scene. Um, what, how were you drawn to country music and what were you kind of listening to, uh, growing up as well? Yeah. I mean, there's really not in, in Portland itself, there's not a huge country scene. Yeah. Um, I grew up about, you'd be surprised though, because Oregon itself is very rural and country. It's just it's just because of Portland and, and Eugene. It's a very like exactly. it's a very blue cool. state. Yeah, right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but but I mean, as as a state, country music is very alive, and mm-hmm. and people love their music, their country music out there. They're Garth Brooks, they're George Strait, and Alan Jackson, and and Diamond Rio. That's all the stuff that I grew up listening to as a kid, and, and that's stuff that I try to reflect in my music now. Right, and then those 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 are some of the ones that kind of inspired you to to the PS like singer songwriter and stuff. Yeah, as far as like the like, I love Garth Brooks's stories that he he, mm-hmm. he tells, and and Alan Jackson, and I love the harmonies and Diamond Rio and Restless Heart and Blackhawk, and so it's just it's just making my own flair, trying you know using using those as as you know, stuff to feed off of. Right. Well, it also seems too these days that country music, you know, is kind of evolving. There's so many different, almost, you know, genres and types of it. Um, uh, what can you describe kind of your sound? Like what, what do you kind of consider you, your, you know, country music version? Yeah, it, it is funny, right? There's all sorts of different <laughs> sub lists of exactly. music now. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, I, I'd like to just, say that I I got a little bit contemporary but with a little bit of nineties flair. It's it's the it's it's that, you know rural country, good old boy music. I I mean I grew up listening to out in the combine. Right. Right. Um well uh what that you mentioned before the X Factor uh, that you guys auditioned for when we're on how did that experience um kind of make you kind of want to go, you know what, I got to pursue this and I want to go to Nashville because Nashville is the place to really pursue this. Like what, what kind of made you do that? And, and what did you kind of learn from that experience? It, you know, it was, uh, I learned a lot from that experience, not all good stuff. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Being a part of, of reality television is a whole beast in itself. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of things I could speak of towards that, but, um, I really think it was there. So we had four judges. We had L.A. Reed, Nicole Schlers, Schlers, Schlers. Yeah, he exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> Paula Abdul and uh, and Simon Cowell. Yeah. And you know, L.A. Reed wasn't real big into me, but he's more of a pop guy. But Simon was was 
he was the most interested in what I had going and like he was you know, and his British voice was like, I would love to work with you then. And, you know, so that was, that gave me the, the confidence, like, you know, yeah. he was the one that whole, while I was there the whole time, he was my biggest advocate. And so, you know, I met him a couple of times and he really like had great things to say about me, which he's seen the best talent in the world. And he's considered, you know, the, the best talent scout ever. Yeah. So that, right. that meant a lot coming from him. Right, right, yeah. He discovered that uh, One Direction kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so what, but did, did you learn a lot of kind of like that, that kind of stuff like that? Because you, you now open also for a lot of different uh, bigger acts. I mean, are those kind of things you always kind of take with you too to kind of feel like, you know, like, like you belong there? Yeah, I mean, there's so many people, like we, we had talked before, there are 150 plus people a day move to Nashville yeah. and a lot of them are in the music industry and, mm-hmm. and hope to be big stars. So, you know, there's, <clears throat> there's a lot of great talent in this town, but um, yeah, that definitely me- meant a lot and it means a lot being able to be out on tour with those guys. And, and, you know, I'm not just watching, I'm not just opening for them. I'm, I'm studying and I'm, I'm doing homework you know, I'll record them and go back to my band and say, hey, th- you know, this is, and they're the same way too. I mean, they'll record something and, and they'll be like, you know, this was really great, this transition from here to here. Like the way they closed this show was sick. We need to do something like that. And just, so mm-hmm. every time we, we open, we're growing as a as a band. Right. And, I, and, you know, you have to really kind of take it seriously that it's a business too. Now, you're not just an artist and you know, uh, I mean, you're kind of doing your own thing. So, I mean, like, what what kind of stuff have you kind of learned on the business side uh, since moving to Nashville? Um, you know, the biggest the biggest thing that I've learned is is to take control of your own business because no one is going to be your biggest advocate but yourself, and no one is going to no one's really going to do anything for you unless you're doing it for yourself. And you know, it's just like any other business; no one wants to jump on board unless they see it growing unless they see it moving in a forward direction. So um, at at first when I got here, I was kind of just, I had to learn a lot. You know, I wasn't sure, do I just let someone else, do I just sing and then let someone else steer my ship for me or no, like it took me some, quite a few crashes and burns to, to realize, you know, this is my business and uh, I'm going to have to do it myself if, if I want it to grow. Right. And do you think it's kind of easier these days, too, with, with with social media and, you know, and, and video and YouTube and stuff like that? I, you know, the uh, the opportunity is easier to to mm-hmm. to reach people. But that's a double edged sword, too, because that that means that there's so many more people out there. So, I mean, it's so flooded with right. with singer songwriters and with, you know, people who who can just release music. And you, you know, just like I do, you don't necessarily, it's not about your voice anymore. It's about how many fans you have and, and your likability. And, you know, it's, it's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that go into it. So it is, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. And I actually interviewed a, a while ago, an older, you know, punk band and, and the female singer. And she was telling me that, you know, with social media, she hates social media. <laughs> and she's like, you know, back then, because she was a poet, she wasn't really a singer. She could just sing and nobody's recording her. So he's like, you, I, I got, she got to practice and, 
and stuff like that. So yeah, it is a double-edged sword these days that that people could be recording you and go, "Watch, check out this dude." You know, I mean, I know. I can't imagine being a you know a, like a big shot celebrity and everything you. I right. mean, like LeBron James. I was watching Sports Center. Every little tweet he puts on just gets blown up. Exactly. Gee, I mean, Chris, man. <laughs> right, get, right. Get me off the grid for a week. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary. But now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me, and I got my regular personalized privacy report, and <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm 
and use promo code ETM at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and enter code ETM at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash ETM. Go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. Uh, well, tell us about your new album, your collection of songs that you have on the latest album, uh, Back Tonight. Back to the Ninth. Yeah, it's a uh, there's 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 eight songs on there, and um, they're uh, they're just kind of I took my time on this one. It's it's got a, a ton of of what I think are, are really great songs, but um, you know they have the the fun roll your window down, cruise through the country songs. They have the the real life breakup songs that um you know that people go through every day and they have the the meaningful songs but um I I kind of pride myself in in songwriting and um saying things a little differently than you've heard before um so I I feel like I was able to do that well, and also too, on, on you said uh, song too. Like you have that fun single, uh, "Making Out." I mean, is what's what's that song about? Is that, is that kind of a breakup song? It is. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a, a coy little response to a to a girl, a girl, one of those girls that, and I think we've all witnessed it or, or been, uh, you know, felt this. But uh, when when someone just won't, they'll break up with you, and they just tug at your heartstring a little bit. It won't just let you go move on. They'll just kind of mm-hmm. try to pull you back in. But this is the, you know, response like, you know, I 
I'm doing okay right now. I'm, <laughs> and so, and so you'll have to listen to it to, uh, to get the full response, but I, I feel like I, I love, I love being at the end of the chorus, you thinking, oh gosh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Well, how do you how do you like approach songwriting then? And like, what do you do? You kind of have some ideas um, uh, before you kind of write, or or you just kind of you know the ideas just come to you as you start writing. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah, I'm not a weird guy out in public who's who you think is like talking to himself, but like I'm in the corner singing a melody into my into my phone, you know. Uh, because I have something stuck in my head, but really, like, there's on my phone, I probably have 200 or 300 different melodies sung into my phone. I have uh, like a whole notes on. I downloaded the notes app, and the whole notes app full of ideas, and like whether that's uh, a title or just ideas of where I want it to go. Um, but yeah, I have I have it, it there's no one specific way to to open up a songwriting session. Sometimes a guy'll bring in a, a riff, sometimes I'll bring in an idea, you know, just every every day's different. Right. Um and so you mentioned you kinda of took this time with, with this album too. When when's that point when you kinda of go, All right, you know, this this is the collection of songs. This is the one that like when do you, when do you kind of go, or do you just kind of you know at, at the end go, you know, we have to just put it out <laughs> because we just not exactly. we're, we're going to keep keep going. That is the exact thing because you will always write new songs which you think are better, or you always just keep hearing songs. Like people will send me songs and I'm like, oh dang, that's good. So no, it's definitely you just have to come to a point where you're like, all right, this is these are the songs I have to go with. I believe in all these. I'm going to hear stuff that I like. And I'll probably like it better at the time because it's newer. You know, yeah. I haven't heard it thirty-seven thousand times. <laughs> right, right. But choosing songs was the most drawn-out and frustrating process out of out of this whole thing. Right. And when when you sit in Nashville, or even you know just now, I mean, have you do you, you kind of have uh, your own? Are you do you use only your own material, or do you kind of have a little bit of other people's uh, material as well? You know, I, I I definitely write all the time. Um, but the cool thing about Nashville is there are so many great songwriters and, and so many better songwriters than me in this town. Um, but I I kind of took mo I took a lot of my songs, but then I also grabbed a um, two or three others that um, that I just heard and I was like, wow, I I need to have that. But there, I mean, there were there's so many great songwriters in this town, and I feel like yeah. a lot of artists are too prideful and they want to just put their own music out. But I, I really think the, the cool thing about music is showcasing just the better song. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if that if you have that opportunity, you might as well just take it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's there, and 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 look how many artists have have kind of taken songs from you know songwriters and made it completely their own and you always think that they wrote that right well that's what yeah a, a lot of people don't understand i think they're getting they're understanding more and more yeah. now but um most people just assume that if you sang it then you wrote it <laughs> you're right exactly exactly yeah. elvis didn't write any of his music so yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, well, what, what's what's been the reaction when you when you guys are on the road, and and is that a really great satisfaction when people actually start singing your lyrics back to you? 
I mean, that's that's what it's all about to me. That's what that's what makes everything worth it. All of the the months and months of putting music together and and the money and and just when I get out there and I'll get to a a, a city that I've been to a couple times, but then I'll have two or three times as many people out there that I don't know singing lyrics that I right. you know that that I've written that I that I remember thinking of in the writing room six or seven months prior to even releasing the music. So it's cool to see that, you know, kind of the birth of the song all the way, you know, it's like, it's, it's like a child almost, you know, you, you kind of just see it grow up into this cool thing. And, and then eventually, hopefully one, hopefully it'll get to major radio, something will, and, you know, I'll have, Thousands of people singing my songs <laughs> rather than just a couple. Right, and you you guys do a little bit of mix of that. You 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 do your own gigs, but you also open for some other people as well as we mentioned. Uh, like, who are some of the acts that that you have opened for so far that you kind of went, I cannot believe I'm opening for this act. <laughs> um, well, this this weekend, yeah, we're opening for a guy named Dylan Scott who just had his single "My Girl" uh, hit number one, and but we've we've had opportunities. Like in in August, this, we're going to be opening up for Brett Eldridge, mm-hmm. and uh, I absolutely love everything he's done. I mean, he's just like he's he's really harnessed the the evolving music and the social media world and just putting it all together. And I mean, he's killing the game right now. But him and Michael Ray and um, Chris Jansen, Devin Dawson, we're doing a show in Nashville together. But we played with Dan Perry and Eric Pathleg, Craig Craig Campbell, and you know, there's there's been a, a whole bunch of people that Hunter Hayes, Jared Neiman, all just been really good people. Right, right. Oh, and, and you, yeah, because you mentioned that that show. That so that's the one that's for AccuCheck, the guitar, the what's it, what's it called, the, the guitar BQ, guitar BQ, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, so it's, and tell us about – yeah, right. No, exactly. Like, did I get that right? Yeah. So you've struggled with diabetes um, since you were a teenager, right? And that's and so that that's what this show is kind of about, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when I was um, a freshman in high school at 14. And, um, you know, it was a really tough transitional time for me being – going into high school and – and trying to meet girls and, you know, and play sports. And, um, you know, then I just was thrown this curveball of, of diabetes. But, you know, I've, I've learned a lot from it. I've I've seen the struggles, and I've also seen the cool, amazing, unexpected things to come out of it. And one of those was this this uh, partnership with AccuCheck Guide and, and, and Roche. And so, yes, this is a show coming up. Um, we're doing a whole bunch of iHeart shows. But this is just one of them in Nashville, the guitar key. Gotcha, gotcha. And and then so and you you you've worked with AccuCheck before and stuff and done a partnership with them or? Well, yeah, we've we've been working together for um, maybe about a year and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we've it's it's been a really cool opportunity to go out and um, share my story and share my my um, you know music, but also my story with diabetes and, and how I've grown through that and, and shared that with other people and other, other kids or adults that struggle with type one diabetes as well. Right. 
What's a, what's like a daily thing that you kind of always have to watch yourself, especially playing sports or you know, sweating on stage and doing things like that? Is there certain things you kind of have to watch yourself? Yes. Well, I it's just it's just managing diabetes is is the biggest struggle, and um, you know I I play shows at all hours of the night. Like <laughs> yeah, we don't do we, sometimes sometimes we don't get home till three in the morning. So yeah, um, the the biggest. The, the biggest thing about diabetes and managing it is routine. And with music, there is not routine. So I just, you know, I, I rely heavily on my AccuCheck guide. And, you know, I, it's, it's you know, it, there's all sorts of meters out there. But that's the one that I have grown comfortable with. And it, it really works well for me. Right, right. What is, what, I, you know, I, seriously, I, what, what does it exactly check, though? What are, what are those kind of meters uh, actually check uh, on your body? Yeah, so there's like a little um, needle that uh, it pricks you, and it, mm-hmm. it pricks a little drop of blood, mm-hmm. and uh, it reads the amount of sugar in your blood, essentially. And right. So um, normal blood sugar is 80 to 120, mm-hmm. and mine, when I was diagnosed originally, was five, over 500, which which seems really high, but... Um, I know I have friends that have been diagnosed with blood sugars over a thousand. So it's, it it can, it can get a lot worse than it was for me. (laughs) Right. Right. So, and then you, you, and then you guys are on the road, like a lot of dates in the summer and through the fall and stuff, right? Coming up. Yeah. We're, we're uh, headed up to Oregon for two and a half weeks. Uh, My hometown, but also Mm -hmm. we're, we're playing um, a, a festival out there and a couple other shows and then then we fly then we fly from Oregon to South Carolina for a, a show with um Big and Rich and uh, Lauren Elena and then mm-hmm. the next day we fly to Oregon or sorry to Nashville and we play that guitar barbecue mm-hmm. and then we go back to Oregon so we're kind of just everywhere we're from now until from now until um November I'm sure we'll be We'll be out just about everywhere. <laughs> nice. So, uh, where where can we actually um, catch your or check out your music and your new album and uh, you know any any tour dates and stuff like that? Where's your website? Heck yeah, go to benroommusic.com and you can they got dates on there. We'll have you know there's music on there and we have a merch store here soon on there. Not yet. Not yet. But then check out the all the social media stuff. It's all Bender music. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Ben. We really totally appreciate it. Yeah, man. It's my pleasure. All right. Hope you've enjoyed that chat with Ben Rue. As always, you can find all the links to Ben's music in the show notes. You could find me on Twitter and Instagram at Game. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends. Head on over to the link in iTunes and leave us a review. Another night of deja vu Just might make us lose our cool So before we take it out on me and you Let's take it out